I'm Jesse. Let's have a devotion. At this point, we've arrived at the pinnacle of the passion narrative in Matthew's gospel. Here's Matthew chapter 27, beginning in verse 32. As they were going out, they found a Cyrenian man named Simon, meaning his name is Simon. He's from Cyrene. They forced him to carry his cross. When they came to a place called Golgotha, which means place of the skull, some speculate this actually could have been the same mountain where Abraham was told by God to, to sacrifice Isaac before then at the last moment, telling him not to. Everything about Abraham and Isaac foreshadows this, by the way. When they came to the place called Golgotha, which means place of the skull, they gave him wine mixed with gall to drink. But when he tasted it, he refused to drink it. After crucifying him, they divided his clothes by casting lots. Then they sat down and were guarding him there. Above his head, they put up the charge against him in writing, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. There have been multiple prophecies fulfilled already in this text. The casting of lots, dividing his clothes, that was a fulfillment of prophecy. There was some dispute as well about the wording of the sign over his head. The only time that Pilate ever grows a spine and pushes back against the crowd is when they want to add on the word, know that he claimed to be the king of the Jews. Then two criminals were crucified with him, one on his right and one on the left. This is where we get the imagery of three crosses and the central one being Jesus's. That's Matthew 27, verse 38. Those who passed by were yelling insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, You who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. In the same way, the chief priests with the scribes and elders mocked him and said, He saved others, but he cannot save himself. He is the King of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross and we will believe in him. He trusts God. Let God rescue him now if he takes pleasure in him. For he said, I am the son of God. In the same way, even the criminals who were crucified with him taunted him. So, wow. We know that one of the men on the cross next to Jesus would later look to him and profess his belief and even be saved. All right, we know this. We see this in, in Luke's gospel. Uh, we know that However, according to Matthew 27, verse 44, in the same way, even the criminals, it's plural, one on his right, one on his left, who were crucified with him, taunted him. So that means that the man who was saved on the cross, that's actually my son Austin's favorite verse in the Bible, today you will be with me in paradise, was initially taunting Jesus. So his act of repentance was complete. He went from taunting Jesus to believing that he is who he says he is and acknowledging that he has done something wrong. So. All of these prophecies are being fulfilled. All this, uh, it, it, whether, it was, whether Golgotha is where uh, Abraham almost sacrificed Isaac or not, either way, we see what was foreshadowed in Abraham and Isaac fulfilled. We see that the wine mixed with gall to drink, this is also uh, prophetically significant, right? That this would be offered to Jesus. It's, it, it, in fact, in John's gospel, Jesus even, even prompts it so that prophecy would be fulfilled. And then the two criminals are crucified and those who pass by are yelling insults at him and shaking their heads. And they're saying, you who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself, you the son of God, come down from the cross. You could consider this the final temptation of Jesus. I, when I think of the temptation of Jesus, I think of the devil tempting Jesus. But what they don't realize is that he absolutely had the ability to do that 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 was within his power to do. It was, it was love. 
it was the glory of God that was, that was his motivation to stay on the cross. It was not the nails. It was the glory of God because this fulfills all righteousness. It atones for sin. What Jesus is doing while he stays on the cross, while choosing to stay on the cross, what he affords is the justification of sinners who would be called by his name. He made it a perfect heavenly future for eternity possible by what he did here. Were it not for this, were it not for the atonement, then God would be an unjust judge. If he atoned for anybody at all without paying for it, then he would be a child playing in the sandbox with his toys, making up rules and then breaking them. No, he went with full adherence to his own law to the cross. He suffers the indignation. He suffers the physical brutality. He is beaten with a cat of nine tails with all but one of what was considered to be a, a fatal blow. So that uh, as described in, in Leviticus and, and Numbers and Deuteronomy, so that uh, as the ox is treading out the grain, it ought not be muzzled. Paul would actually draw upon that imagery to talk about, talk about you know, taking care of your pastor. But in its original intent, it describes corporal punishment to be done within reason. He's given the cat of nine tails with 30 lashes minus one. It's ripping flesh from his back. He's marred beyond human recognition. He's been beaten with rods. He's had a crown of thorns mockingly placed on his head. And then that, that crown was beaten down with what was said to be his scepter. He's given a robe. It's taken away. He's given his own clothes, put back on. Now he's put up on a cross between two criminals. To have gotten to that point, these criminals had to have been in terrible shape. To have gotten to the point of capital punishment in Roman law, you had to have done something dreadful. And Jesus is right literally in the middle of these two criminals. What shame has been poured out upon the perfect one, love incarnate, the Logos alive, the very Son of God. Never let the full brutality and the weight of the cross cease to shock you. This ought to weigh heavy upon our hearts. He saved others, but he cannot save himself. He can save himself. Come down from the cross. He very well could, but I'm so grateful he did not. He knew that he wouldn't. Here's Hebrews chapter 5, verses 8 and 9. Although he was the son, he learned obedience from what he suffered. After he was perfected, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him. That's Hebrews 5, verse 9. All of this was made possible because of what Christ endured. Do you know that he has the ability to ask us to endure because he's Lord, but also because he endured? and none of us will endure anything like what he did. This made it possible. This is the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him. Take a moment, whether it's Easter time or not, and thank Jesus for going to the cross. Do that now, please.